You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm chilling. Chilling with the young the young buck in my lap, you know. Oh, the young legend. Yes, sir. How about yourself? How you feeling? Feeling great, bro. I just finished... Uh, I watched two DC animated movies back-to-back. Uh, Justice League Dark, which, holy shit, does that movie live up to its name? Oh, yeah. Like... I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hadn't seen it, but whenever the villain is quite literally dragged to hell at the end, I mean, damn. Could you imagine something like that live action? No, not really. I mean, well, yeah, I could. It depends on who who would be helming it. But yeah, I, I definitely could. But it's, we, they, it's actually, like, they actually made a movie about that. Yeah. Being dragged to hell. That's the actual name of it. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. I remember when that came out. That movie scared the shit out of me. I it was one of those movies that like you saw it like if you went to Blockbuster back then and you saw like the the posters for it or you walk past that section and you just like oh dang, not that movie. I, I don't want to. No, <laughs> it was one of those for me. Yeah, unfortunately, my little sister loves uh, demonic possession movies, so every now and then she'll convince me to watch one, and we watched that one, and I didn't sleep for a week. Uh, but then the uh, the second DC animated movie I watched was uh, the Teen Titans Judas Contract, yeah. which, dude, I don't understand how all these movies are 10 out of 10s. Like... They're not just good. They're spectacular. DC's always ran the animation, the animated movie game. That's that's one thing that they've always been great at there. Because, like, the thing about it is that, like, when it comes to animation, there's so much that you, like, you can literally take the comic book, which, which, I mean, for... For the animated films with DC, they've just adapted all of the storylines, plus some new original ones. But for the most part, it's just like modernized, but still the same the same principal story from the comics. And they just, you know, D- DC has always been great with animation. That's never been a, a lacking spot for them. They've always been good with animation. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. But... Tonight, we're actually not talking about DC. We're actually having a sports J-House. been a minute since we had a sports J-House. It really had. I think the last one we had was we were talking about Brady being the GOAT, which he is. Which he is. 
No, I mean, no doubt. Tom Brady, I mean, in football, there's only one goat. Uh, but tonight, we're talking about a sport with, in my opinion, I think there's only But to many others, they believe there's a case to be made that basketball has two goats. Yeah. With, with uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I'm of the mindset that it is one goat and one goat alone, and that's Jordan followed by, I, I think, tied for second, LeBron and Kareem. That's how I see it. Um, but, you know, this year LeBron could win his fifth ring, so my question to you is, do you think he has a legit chance? And if he does, what would that mean for his legacy? Like, say if he played Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Well... I, I mean, because for one thing, let, I mean, to answer, let's look at the current situation of what's going on in the Western Conference right now. They got the Lakers at number three, so they're still top seed at 23 and 11, 676 win percentage, and 16, 16 and 6 in conference play. So, the I mean, the people are throwing around the doubts right now. You know, they're like, oh, LeBron's slipping. You know, he's losing to the Jazz and, and you know, stuff. They're, they You know, they lost four straight, and they just snapped that streak, I think, tonight. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. His chances are very strong because like a Brady-esque player, and, and me and you, because we're not biased dummies like they are on ESPN, we can – we can obviously understand, you know, the concept of not being quick to jump on that, that bandwagon when a team loses four straight, like, okay, like we just started this. Okay. LeBron. Okay. The Lakers lose four straight. They're still third in the Western conference and they're still going to go to the championship. Like, and they, they have a strong chance more than I'd, I'd say more than more than 90% to go to, the um the championship because like like Brady when it comes like I told people all season I'm like bro Brady okay you can get him in the regular season but that postseason Brady it's a different and that's the same case for LeBron James LeBron is a different animal when it comes down to the playoffs and so you know he's a full court facilitator man just he knows how to get everyone involved he's a different animal so if you're sweating like they are at ESPN you know what I'm saying and then Kellerman and and, then and Stephen A about the Lakers dropping four games when they're 23 and 11 top three in the in the Western Conference then you're just doing it for entertainment value because you literally have nothing else left to talk about and then when LeBron does go to the finals you know what I'm saying oh, well, we already knew all along that LeBron James was one of the greatest players in the league, so this doesn't surprise me. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna come back with that BS. The only thing that I would say would warrant a worry of LeBron not winning this championship or going to the championship this year is the play of the Utah Jazz. That's the only thing. When we got to the bubble, you know what I'm saying, they were, you know, 
in a place where, okay, there's no crowd here. There's nothing else. It's about basketball and basketball only. It's still the same case now, but we started to see those teams that were really hungry for this thing in the bubble. You know, and of course, we knew the Lakers were going to win it outright. That was the favoring odd, but like some of these teams were hungry. I don't trust the Clippers to, you know, of course, because they dropped the ball. They are not the dominant team in L.A., never will be. Um, so, I mean, the Jazz are hungry right now, 26-7. and seven, They're hungry. And so they pose a legitimate threat to the Lakers, I believe, in a seven-game series. But as of right now, I'm not sweating this. I still think LeBron's going to end up in the champ. The Lakers are going to end up in the championship, and – he's got more than a great percentage chance of winning it. And the reason why we pointed that is because whoever he faces in the Eastern Conference, I don't know. The Eastern Conference is looking like hot garbage right now. You got the Sixers on top at 22 and 11. My Heat are in top five. We're at 16 and 17, so we could break even the rest of the season. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It's just not, it's not competitive enough outside of – the top five teams in the in the uh, East to make it a competition for LeBron in the West again. It's going to take someone, you know, concise. Maybe the Nets, possibly the Nets, if they keep playing the way they're playing. But other than that, bro, LeBron's got more than enough chances, uh, more than enough chance to take the Lakers again to the to the chip. I think LeBron does have a great chance to get to the chip. Uh, there's only really two teams I see standing mm-hmm. in his way. The first, shockingly enough, being the mm-hmm. Clippers. I actually see them a lot differently this year now that they've got Ty Lue instead of yeah. Doc Rivers. Because if you remember, uh, if I recall correctly, wasn't Ty Lue the coach when LeBron beat the Warriors? Yeah, he was. So, I mean, the dude's a champion. Uh, Dot Rivers had an issue with choking, and that's why they had to get rid of him. And make no mistake about it, the Clippers choked last year. Mm -hmm. That was bad. So you think under Ty Lue, this is a, a different team we're seeing with the Clippers? Oh, without question. Without question, they're a different mm. team. And I think they pose a big threat. But I think the team that poses the biggest threat is the team who I actually think is going to win it all now, and that's the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. They're starting Dude, to play like that team. You talk, about a t- you talk about a team that's overpowered. Yeah. I mean, you've got three of the top five best offensive players on one team. Yeah. I mean, you got Kevin Durant, who's a walking 40. You got James Harden, who revolutionized basketball. And you got Kyrie Irving, who's hit the most clutch shot in the history of the finals. And all three of them, you know, they're talking about on uh, ESPN, all of them create so much attention that they've got role players that can get open and create their own shot. And that's what makes them so dangerous. They are undefendable. Uh, and now there's a nightmare scenario for the Lakers, the health of AD. Dude, if AD can't stay healthy and he gets hurt in the playoffs, the Lakers have no chance. Yeah. No chance. I mean, would you agree with that? 
Um, I think I would because LeBron is, like I said, he's a facilitator and all, and he's an all-around great player. Offensively, defensively, the man is one of the greatest of all time. And when it comes down to – when it came down to the NBA – starting with the Miami Heat with super teams and assembling super teams in order to win championships, you know what I'm saying? That game changed. LeBron was a part of that process. Then the Warriors just took it to a totally different, unfair level, you know. And LeBron going to Cleveland and being able to facilitate and bring in another player or have another player with him that was already there in Kyrie's case to just – you know, to bring that oomph, you know, LeBron's not having to carry the whole team, but he's got a, a piece with him. You know, he's the Gronkowski to Tom Brady. You feel me? Like the the uh, mm-hmm. the, the the rice to 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 Montana. You know, he needs that piece, and you know that's how LeBron's been. That's what makes LeBron. That's that's what makes LeBron great. You know, he always has that 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 guy with him, and it it takes a team if you're expecting him to go out there and, and win the whole thing by itself is not going to happen. You know, it, it hasn't happened in any championship he's been in. It's a team game when it comes to championships. And so, you know, prime example is Kobe, you know, in his last few seasons before he retired, may he rest in peace. The Lakers did not see another championship unless Kobe, unless Kobe had, you know, a decent, a, a decent, good team around him, a team that he could build that could help him, you know, get there. But that's that's not to say he did not carry, he did not carry the majority of that workload <laughs> to get to that, uh, to get to the last championship he went to. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. Without AD, if they don't have AD here, there's not much LeBron's gonna be able to do by himself. He, and 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 don't get me wrong, the Lakers have a great great team you know they got caruso they have um i don't know if they still have rondo i haven't seen their roster this year but you know they got caruso they got a whole bunch of great role players on the bench and that people that can come off the bench and and make instant impact so you know but without ad being there i doubt that the team can have that dominant pop that they have so they need ad AD has to be helped. Well, I mean, what would they do against Brooklyn if they didn't have AD? If they didn't have AD, um, what could they? Not too much do? because, and and here's how scary. Here's how scary it is for for about Brooklyn. Even Brooklyn's on an eight game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Nine games, I think they made it tonight. Done this mm-hmm. without KD, and I don't know that. And that's not to say KD is like not needed or not necessary but like KD's the best he's player, the best on, player the on the team but the fact that they're doing this it's just Kyrie Harden you know and DeAndre Jordan being among the most notable out there putting in the work the fact that it's just them and they're doing they're being this dominant they're dominating like they are right now without KD oh my god once KD gets back they're definitely unstoppable they're unstoppable. They're playing unstoppable right now. But if KD comes back, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Warriors. You already know the Warriors are unfreaking stoppable. When you add KD, it's just it's not fair at all. So 
the lake the I don't think the Lakers will stand a chance if AD is not healthy. They need him. They need him there. You know, I'm gonna be honest. If the Nets do win the title this year, I really don't think it's gonna do much for KD if he's trying to prove that he's the greatest ever. Well, because this team is this team is every bit as over well. Okay, maybe not quite, but it's pretty close to being as overpowered as the Warriors were. Yeah. I mean, not quite, because the Warriors, they had Steph, Clay, Draymond, Katie, Iguodala. Like, that team was just stupid overpowered. Yeah. But, but this team, the Nets, I mean, God, Katie, Harden, and Kyrie – all three of them are in the top ten, and they're three of the top five offensive players. I mean, that's just that's not, that's like Alabama this season. You know, they got Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, Mechie, just uncoverable. Another number one recruiting class coming after that too. And that's another thing in football. We're talking about goats in college football. There's only one goat. And it ain't Bear Bryant. <laughs> Don't let an old timer hear you say that. I was about to tell you. <laughs> oh my God. I would say count. I'd say the same thing I told to the Montana dick writer. Count the rings. Count the rings. We youngins know how to count. Yeah. But you know, speaking of rings and, and the goat conversation with the NBA, mm-hmm. do you. Me personally, I don't think it's possible for LeBron to – I think it would be shocking if he caught the number of rings that Jordan has. He needs two more, so they'd be six and six. Yeah. I'd be shocked if LeBron won two more. I think it's basically impossible unless he builds a super team Yeah, for him to win three to eclipse Jordan. Yeah. Unless he, he built some kind of super team of his own. Yeah. So for me, from a ring standpoint, I don't see LeBron passing Jordan, especially with the way Brooklyn's set up now. Yeah. I think I think it's possible because the Lakers are going to do, you know, whatever LeBron says. Because, you know, it's about changing. He just bought him – they're like what 18th 19th championship so 17th so lebron is that kind of guy he's that kind of guy where it's like once he gets there okay it's so lebron way because lebron knows how to get this done so and plus i mean you know when it comes to the super team business that is what the nba is now this the nba is a it's champ well championships in general are team efforts. So I do agree in that sentiment with you that whatever if whatever they do assemble for the Lakers to whatever they're trying to do in these next three to five seasons, it's gonna have to be big because the Western Conference is only gonna get more difficult. You know what I'm saying? The East, yeah, we're yeah, we're working on it. But the West the West is always going to stay competitive. And so, you know, and I, 
And and it's it's sort of like this. I think we're at that point now. If we could compare goats, uh, you know, like Brady, to you know, because when when we talked about Brady and Montana, at one certain point in time, everyone recognized that Brady had twice as many uh, uh, Super Bowl appearances as Montana did, but didn't have the rings. Now he has more rings and more appearances than Montana. So that debate is deaded. Um, so it depend, it, depending on, I, I'm never going to doubt the greatness of LeBron James, bro. I'm never going to doubt him. And so I think right, he does have more finals appearances than MJ, twice as many. And all he needs now are the rings. He's on what, ring number four? So, four or five, mm-hmm. yeah. He needs two more, and, and he can go the distance. I believe Bron can go the distance, bro. They just need to have the right team, and I think he can do it. I think I definitely think he can do it. I would love to see it. Look, I was I told you this season when we were talking about our I'm like, bro, I just need Brady to win a seventh. I got to witness that. I got to witness that history. You know what I'm saying? I never got to witness that you know, Michael Jordan coming back from retirement and winning three more rings to make it six. It was, I never got to witness that. That I, I wasn't in that generation. I hear about it all the time. So I'm like, okay, where's our moment at like that? You know, and, it, and we got it when Brady won his fifth one, you know, and the sixth one. And then I'm like, okay, now I, I, I just got to see him win a seventh one. That's going to, to stick with me. Like, that'll be my, like, oh my God, like, great moment like oh my god no and i and we got it so i think we're not done yet i think lebron if he does that bro wow it'll be amazing i mean i agree wow but i i just don't see the likelihood of it happening i mean unless the lakers get a third superstar i just i don't i don't know if i see LeBron and AD being enough to overcome Brooklyn. I mean, that's just so much firepower. A lot of firepower. But, but, but you know, when, when we talk about LeBron in the finals, I think that people give him too much crap for the amount of losses he has in the finals. Yeah, he's four and six. But I would argue that he won every single – of those six losses, only two of those were, were losses he should have won. When you look at the teams he lost to. All right, so you know, first time he goes to the finals, he's with uh, Cleveland, yeah. and he's playing the Spurs. He was so overpowered in that game. Yeah. He was – I mean, Cleveland had nobody. It was LeBron versus – Duncan Parker and Ginobili. That's yeah. All right, so then he gets to his first title in Miami. Now this is one he should have won against the Dallas Mavericks. This is one I think a lot of people hold against him. Would you agree? Against the Mavs? Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. If that's one people should hold against. I don't know about that one. Well, it's just because of the fact that so many people thought that 
LeBron's Heat was so much better because they were more talented. Dirk was unstoppable that season, though. That's the thing, though, man. It was funny as a. I was talking to uh, one of my friends about that series, and I was like, yeah, the Heat had LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. And I said, and the Mavericks had Dirk, and they had Nowitzki. (laughs) That's who they had. But yeah, I just think that, man, letting one guy come back and beat you like that when your team is more stacked, that hurts. It did hurt that year. It it hurt that season. I, I remember watching that. But... But then the next season, uh, they beat San Antonio. I've ever watched in basketball. Uh, Damn you, Ray Allen. Uh, That series was rough. Uh, Well, I skipped. Well, yeah, I did skip the one season. I'm talking about the ones he loses. Well, in the next season, that same team. Beats him mm. in five games. Same team, no big changes. That that hurts your legacy because you showed last – those teams were even. Those teams were evenly matched, and the fact that LeBron got knocked out in five, that's embarrassing. Yeah. But then, you know, he ends up back at Cleveland, loses uh, to the Warriors in the finals. Powered, right? Well, then the next season, he's hurt, or no, Kyrie's back. He wins it, which was amazing. And then, of course, the following two, Katie's Warriors, no one was yeah. going to beat them. But, so, I mean, but, you know, in all of Jordan's finals, he was never heavily undermanned like LeBron ever was. Yeah. I mean, I feel that's fair to say. That's true. Jordan had the all-around better team. He never had to scrape from the bottom to try to, you know, he had a team full of, like, bruh, Kerr, Rodman, Pippen, like, bruh. That was, like, a super team in their own right, except for Michael Jordan was, like, levels above them, too. Like, the dominant, like, you know. Crazy. Yeah, that's the thing about that's the one thing about Jordan though, man, is like every series he was in in the finals, he won the finals MVP. So, you know, every time he got to the finals, he was the MVP. To me, that's crazy impressive because that means you're the reason they won every single time. Uh, So people can't say that there was ever anybody on the Bulls better than him. Yeah. But I mean watching watching A D play, sometimes I think he might be better than LeBron. The dude's a freak. Yeah. But yeah, dude, so hey, I just still don't man, I don't know about Brooklyn. I just don't see what anybody's gonna do yeah. with them. Well it's just regular season. It's just regular season right now. The postseason tells all. So, yes. quick football question. Have you found out anything more about Auburn's new coach, Brian Harsons? Nope. Outside of the fact that he's been hard at work installing a new culture 
building time with the players and, you know, just starting from the bottom, starting from the basics with us. That's all I know. Nothing more, nothing less. Would you like to see Bo Nix as your quarterback again next year? Uh, I don't know. It depends. I'm going to leave that to, to Coach Harson to decide because he is like, you know, he's, as described at Boise State, he's a more fast-paced kind of guy. He is, uh, you know, not like crazy Gus Malzahn type, but he is a high-flying offensive kind of guy. So according to his scheme, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Because players do change under the right coaches. Players do change under coaches. They do improve under coaches. Um, do I personally believe that Bo Nix was the right answer under um, Gus's offense? No, I do not. Because, you know, I, and I told you this story a million times. I'm like, we saw Malik Jackson, who now plays for Liberty. We saw the kind of dual threat that he was and – we were like, yes, him, that's it. That's our Nick Marshall model player that we had so much success with. You know, that's that's it right there. But, you know, Gus decided to try to develop a quarterback from the bottom and from the bottom up. And, you know, we, we know how that went. You know, had some successes, but didn't pan out in the long run. You know, so under under a Brian Harson offense, maybe I don't know. I because this is totally new. It's a total rebuild from the bottom up. You know, on a on a offensive scale and a defensive scale. So I don't know what we're gonna see with with the offense or who's gonna be under center. Um, I fully do expect Coach Harson to make it a competitive, you know, type of deal because he's coming in and breaking everything down and rebuilding. So, you know, we'll see what, 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 what we see in the spring game this year when that rolls around. We'll see what we see at Aiden. So. Yeah. I'm not going to read too much into his first season. I like to give every coach like kind of a pass whenever they first get to a school because, I mean, Coach Saban, his first year at Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. He hate he still talks about that game to this very day. He hated oh. he, hate, he hated that. Dude, Bama fans who were at that game describe it as like the eeriest thing of all time. Like nobody said a word. You could hear a pin drop. Yeah. I mean and I understand why that was an all time upset. Yeah. But I mean, the the very next season, they made it all the way to the SEC title game and lost to uh, Tim Tebow's Florida. But then the next season, they went 14-0. and Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to give Harsons the benefit of the doubt for next season. But after about two or three seasons, then we'll have a better feel for him. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, shocks me. Because did you hear that uh, – Harbaugh got an extension with Michigan. Yeah, I know that. And I'm thinking, why? I mean, seriously. 
I don't know. Because I'm thinking, you know, if you're the coach at Michigan, you're hired to do one thing above all else, beat Ohio State. Yeah. He's been there since 2015, and he's 0-6 against Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, dude, they call that the best rivalry in college football, but Ohio State's won 14 of the last 15 meetings. That is nice. <laughs> that's, that's not a that's not a robbery. No, that's just called an os whooping. Yeah. So real quick to keep the subject on football, alright? Yeah. So Auburn schedules out and so is Bama's. Now I want to get your prediction on how you think Auburn's gonna do next year. Let's see here. I got it pulled up for you. All right. Ready? What we got? So I'll give you my prediction along with it. I'll go ahead and tell you, I've got Auburn going 2-0 and to start the season no matter what. They open up at home against Akron. Yeah. And then they stay at home to play Alabama State. Those are two W's already off top. All right. Then you have your first semi-real challenge at Penn State. W, automatically. All right. I agree. Then it's another automatic W, Georgia State at home. Yeah. W. All these are W. What the, who, who the fuck made this schedule? Now it gets time for the challenge. Ready? Yes. At LSU. W. Georgia at home. It depends on how – if, if Georgia's still looking the way they are last year, then I don't know. That could be a L. It depends. If they're still looking the way they looked last year, then we, we're going to have to bring it. But depending on how good we look against LSU, I don't know. I can't say. But for, um, for now – until I see what our offense and defense looks like, I'll, I'll put that as a, uh, a L. I don't know. You say L? Yeah. All right, at Arkansas. W. I've got that game as a close W. Because yeah. if you recall this year, it took a very controversial play at the end for Auburn to win that game. That's true. All right, well, then y'all get your bye week. And, again, I think this is going to be a very good game, but I'm going to go with Auburn to win it. It's Ole Miss at home. W. All right, this is a game I have as Auburn's second loss of the season because I trust Jimbo Fisher now that Kellen Mond's gone to have a quarterback who can get stuff done. So I've got Auburn losing to Texas A&M. At Texas A&M. Uh, I, I'm not going to be – I'm not even going to trip on that because what we did see from Texas A&M, that was – that's legitimate for, from last season. So, I uh, mean, uh, they have one loss all year, and that was to us. Yeah. And they – I think they got they got screwed over in the, in the final decisions. But, yeah. 
I, I think they would have given Alabama well, I, I don't know if they would have given Bama a better showing because Bama's already seen what they could do. I still it it's still the chance still should have been taken anyway. Because they earned it. Just because they earned it. If their only loss was against you guys, they earned that automatically. And they I, dominated the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have Auburn beating A and M? Beating A and M, it's hard. Uh, I'll put it as an L for now because I haven't seen what our new offense can do, so I'm not very confident right now. So uh, I'll, I'll put it as an L. Well, I'm gonna help you out with two more, okay? You got Mississippi State at home. That's a W. That's yeah. a W. Yeah, that's an easy win. At South Carolina. A damn W. After last season, that better not ever happen again. That's a W. <laughs> we haven't lost to them since, like, the last end of the 20, 20th century. Like, oh, God. Like, right when I thought Gus could not sink to new lows, he sunk to a new low. You don't lose to South Carolina. So, yeah, that's a W. That'll never happen again. All right. You already know who your last game is. Oh, yeah. Alabama. At home. Um, I literally can't say W or L to this because <laughs> here's why. We've seen what Auburn can do against Bama especially when it comes down to a first-year coach. We saw it with Gene Chizik, if I'm not mistaken. We saw it with Gus, of course. And I don't know what – I don't know. A lot of this is predicated off what we're going to see from from what I'm going to see from my team this season, and I don't know. We're totally naked. We're stripped. There is no Auburn fast. Everything that Gus Malzahn brought, the fast-paced offense, the sugar huddle, the – you know, all that is gone. We have no identity anymore. We, I don't know what our identity is. I don't know what the identity of the team is. I don't know what, what Coach Harston is going to install. So a lot of – I can't even – I'm not confident in this. To say, it from, from an outside look, if I knew that Coach Harston had us straight and that this was a super – like – our team is lit, like ready to freaking go, and we start steamrolling. From an outside perspective, this schedule looks sweet. It looks so sweet. Outside of Georgia and Alabama, this schedule looks so sweet. You know, it looks so easy. But because I don't know, I literally don't know what we're dealing with. If I'm being positive and optimistic, I say we win all of these games and possibly lose at Bama or win at Bama. Who knows? But other than that, because I don't know the identity of what we're dealing with, I don't know the identity and our culture yet under Brian Harson. It's just hard for me to say what it's too early to tell. I don't even know. It's too it's way too early to predict anything, honestly. I got you. Well now we got the Alabama Crimson Tide schedule pulled up. Automatic wins, every last one of them. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fuck. 
fucking asshole you already know. <laughs> Wasting time talking about your sketch. Boy, you already know. Dude, we've like, got... Dude, we've got Mercer on here. This is serious. Bro. Oh, my God. Mercer. Say what? I'm going to be honest, though. I'm going to be honest. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Bryce Young takes over for Mac. Yeah. And I think my biggest concern is losing Patrick Sertan. That dude's a fucking beast. I think he's the second best uh, safety slash corner we've ever had outside of Mika Fitzpatrick. I think he was the best. Yeah. But dude, I am. I'm gonna miss Devontae and Waddle. Yeah. Y'all got. Y'all got. Watch. Y'all got like two more superstar talents that have been waiting probably for like the last two seasons to step up, and they're. They're about to be superstars, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Mechie's a beast. Yeah. You see that hit he put on Florida? I think I saw it. I'm not sure if I did or not. Look it up. Look up Mechie Florida hit right now. I want to hear your reaction. You find it? Uh, it was in a championship game, right? Yeah, SEC title game. It was after. An, it was after an interception. Yeah. Goes within lines up. Act tries to force it down the middle. Gets stripped. Ooh. Ooh. You watching it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even one of those kinds of wrap up hits. It was just like, let me cruise in and lay this shoulder on you. That was a nasty hit. It was brutal, wasn't it? When you play offense but defense at the same time, and then had his head hurting. At oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw this play. I remember this play. And right in the middle of the video, there's a welcome to the Auburn family, Coach Brian Harson. Get twenty, get twenty twenty one ticket info. I'm, I want to click it. That's a hit, bro. That that was a mean hit, bro. That was scary. <laughs> That's a mean hit. Man, just imagine the emotions. That Florida boy's like, woohoo! I got an interception. Nothing could ruin this. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I met- Falls right back to Alabama's hand. Imagine his parents' reaction. Oh, yay, our son got an intercept. Oh, my God, he's dead. My baby. (laughs) That's how we play it, Bama. But literally, bro, this schedule is like vanilla ice cream. Miami, W. Mercer, W. Florida, W. Southern Miss, W. Ole Miss, W. Texas A&M. A hard fought one, but a W. Mississippi State, W. Tennessee, W. LSU, W. New Mexico State, W. Arkansas, W. Auburn, I don't know. Depending on how we look this season, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. You're ain't you ain't y'all coming to Jordan Hare? Uh oh. I don't know. That was under Gus Malzahn. We kicked y'all's ass when Chiswick was there. That's true. Y'all did. But y'all hey, Jordan Hare. Something about that stadium, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But we'll see. I, I don't know. It depends on how Auburn looks this season. If we look absolutely terrible, I will be the first person to let you know. But if not, I don't know. We, I don't know, bro. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a good one, bro. Absolutely, bro. We haven't talked sports in a long time. Mm-hmm. We need to do it more. We will. We definitely, because this is going to be like, we like, we're coming right back. It's the NBA season bouncing right back from the bubble schedule. They barely had a break. Just have, in my opinion, one of the greatest NFL seasons of all time that I've ever seen. And like the free, the off season, like is about to get crazy. This Russell Wilson trade talk when all the man said he wanted was an O-line is crazy. So, so like this off season is going to bring like Russ is in the same position as Aaron all time. Great quarterback, no team around him. Man, they better not. They just better not, bro. If Russ goes to the Bears, I'm quitting NFL football. Damn. Imagine if he goes to the Cowboys, though. They'll actually be a legitimate, serious team. Oh, the insufferability. Oh, you'll never hear it. Super Bowl champs 2022 already. Don't even. Oh, my God. They'll be insufferable. Could you imagine Skip Bayless? He'll be, oh, Jesus. Insufferable. Well, bro, this was a great one, dude. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. We'll holla at you later. This is JF Podcast Radio. Thank Thank you for for joining. joining. This This has been another edition of JF Radio. Radio.